tuning in to this week's episode of Gameware Express. My name's Adam Arinder, and it is St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March the 17th, 2017. You are tuning in to episode number 169. Vaughn Venters, welcome back. Hey, <laughs> 69. Oh, Vaughn. <laughs> With your green shirt and your green microphone, you are very festive for this holiday. I just like the color green, bro. That's true. You do. You, you went and got your own mic cover because the only other color I had was black or pink. I mean, it's not It's not even the same mic cover that all the other mics have. It's fine. It's like we've been watching Power Rangers a lot. Like the Green Ranger was a little different than the rest of them. So yours is just like a little different than the rest of them. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that, I guess that works out. So back from final round. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Steven and Neil are out this week uh, due to prior engagements. But I got not one, but two special guests filling in this week. From uh, Level 482 Gaming, Louisiana's local fighting game uh, community, we have Mr. Jarius Holiday. Welcome to the show, Jarius. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm glad you're able to join us this week. Also from Level 482 Gaming, Mr. Stefan Williams. Welcome, Stefan. Yo, everybody. What's pop? How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's like, as I put on uh, on the Facebook page before, it's like Level 482 is taking over the show because now y'all outnumber me. Three to one. Yeah. <laughs> Before when we've had guests for like developers and stuff, there was always more of us than them. So okay. I gotta watch out. We're gonna have like a coup going on. <laughs> next next week on the Level Warrior Two Express podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. No, but um, yeah, y'all were in Atlanta for final round last weekend, which is what is that like the first of the big majors maybe in this like the fighting game year? Yeah, it's a final round is usually one that kicks off like the season for everything. Okay, so um. I basically, we'll get to that in a little bit, but first, I want to know a little bit more about Level 42. Y'all been around for a little bit. I see y'all kind of making a name, making a splash. I saw some articles on Kotaku and uh, and GameSpot last <laughs> week, but uh, tell us about the organization and what it's all about. Uh, well, I, I guess I have to go back to where we started. Okay. That's a good place to start. <laughs> so, uh, all the way back to the original origin. Shortly... <laughs> Near the end, like right after we graduated high school, uh, we kind of got into wanting to do tournaments and whatnot. Right. So we had started at a Chuck's Field of Dreams uh, <laughs> in Albany. and That's we, a very small town yeah, in Louisiana, <laughs> about 45 minutes to an hour away from here. Yeah. So we started there doing Super Smash Brothers Brawl tournaments mm-hmm. under the moniker of Get Hype Gaming. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we called it the Get Hype Monthly. Yeah. Um, at some point after that, um, we ended up going to final round, uh, our first out-of-state major. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a bus there <laughs> last minute. And we, you know, we were just enjoying the tournament and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was during the time where I happened to have a good amount of cash on hand. And I just started paying for people to play matches against <laughs> other people. <laughs> and um, for my own enjoyment, and everyone just started said I was sponsoring the matches. So okay. by the time we got back home the next monthly, as a joke, everyone started using the get hype tag in front of their name <laughs> and, and tournaments. And right. it was like, okay, so, you know, it's cool. So it started as a joke, and we were all just, 
friends having a good time. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, uh, some part during early college. Yeah, it was like our freshman year. Uh, me and Jerry just had an idea with another friend of ours, Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. The idea came together that, hey, we really like gaming. We like running events. We should do our own land center kind of thing Yeah. locally. That idea, as you can see now, hasn't really come to much because last night idea probably wouldn't work out best in like a small town like Hammond. Mm-hmm. But we, that's where the whole over where two things started because we're like, okay, we need an idea, we need a name for this land that we want to make. Right, right. And so we were like, the the, the, the origin story is very <laughs> controversial depending on who you tell it to. Some people like it, some people hate it. But I, I think it's hilarious. The legend of level 42, <laughs> we're going to get there. But Passed down upon generations upon generations. But where the level 42 comes from is that Jarius's dad actually has a Jeep. Okay. And the license plate for the Jeep is LVL482. <laughs> <laughs> and so as a joke, we always used to say, oh man, you know, you just dash Jeep on level 482, that's crazy. So when we were coming go with names for for the land center as mm-hmm. a joke. I was like, "Hey, why don't we just name a level forty two gaming?" <laughs> and then lo and behold, you know, <laughs> five years later, here we are. Because <laughs> okay. I've always wondered where the name came from, and Vaughn would either never tell me or just like make some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot funnier when like you never actually know where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the Dark Knight where the Joker tells you like three different ways how he got these yeah, stars, but you never know exactly. which one's actually true or not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool. So so instead of being a set land center, you've kind of built up this community in South Louisiana yeah. for, for local fighters to come by. And I, I know y'all have y'all's monthly tournaments still here in, in Baton Rouge yeah. out at the Cove. Yes. Yeah. And then y'all have fight nights Mondays? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mondays and little, little, little Wars and then every other Wednesday at the Cove. Okay, so y'all like... Every other Wednesday that isn't a Cove Wednesday, we're actually working with the new store that just opened called Gamers Trinity. Okay. Um, and we're doing Wednesday night sessions there as well. So y'all getting some reps in. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically what <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, I remember, oh man, it was two or three years ago, I went to Little Wars with a buddy of mine once when y'all were, when y'all were doing it. And I felt so out of place because the only <laughs> fighting game I can competently play is Super Smash Brothers for the 64, and no one ever wants to run 64 tournaments. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you all hell. the time, I will play you. You never want to play me. I though. know, because you put my ass that one time, and I don't want to do it again. Never again. Hey, when we had the old game where monthlies, and we did a 64 tournament, I got fifth out of like 12. That's still, I'm still proud of that. I'm just saying. That's better than half the people. Better than That's seven true. other people. Also, top 16, Dive Kick, packs out 2015 out of 128. Oh, right here, right. Right, just just go. saying. Right. I got I got to hold some credibility at this table, y'all. Numbering be three to one, you know. <laughs> Even though you lose to me all the time, Vaughn. You know what? We're gonna stop this. Off of the pocket. You chose not to compete the term. You probably would have won that. Though. I was doing something else at the time. I know. I know. So, y'all are y'all primarily doing things in Baton Rouge because that seems where a lot of y'all's tournament or like a month weekly monthly events are yeah so mainly as far as local stuff goes we mainly do things out of baton rouge mm-hmm. um you know we've done a few things out of state with other organizers mm-hmm. and producers like from tennessee to texas okay but, uh, since that's kind of what we like at the core thing has shifted to is more like a production yeah or a multimedia because I, I see y'all have 
your own podcast and yes. y'all playing doing some let's plays putting up some more content on youtube yep. and, that, and that's really cool that's what i find a lot of anything these days like you're you don't just like write about games anymore you're not just like a video guy you pretty much have to do it all yeah, if you yeah. want to like really get your name out there because we flirted around with doing twitch stuff it's just hard to put that time commitment yeah. as, I'm, as i'm sure you know so we just kind of stick understand. to the podcast for now and do our a little extra live stream every year um what do you want to expand upon that at all? I mean, I know, obviously, would you say fighting games um, are y'all's core? Are y'all yeah, trying to, like, like yeah. be more of everything Yeah, now fighting games are definitely already core. Uh, we wanted to, since fighting games are like a, still like a growing stage in esports, we want yeah. to kind of help lead the pathway to make fighting games bigger and bigger in esports. But mm-hmm. um, we have branched out in other things as well. We've done, we've streamed... Um, Overwatch tournaments before. Okay. We streamed art shows before. That's interesting. Okay. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> um, but at, at the core focus, we do want to focus on making fighting game production, you know, more of a thing than it already is. For sure. I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, but obviously esports, which I hate that term, is is blowing <laughs> up. We had Street Fighter Five Evo Finals on ESPN2 yeah. last year. They just said that uh, Street Fighter is coming to the on TBS now, right? Yes. For yeah. that invitational. Um, do you see, could you see uh, like fighting games becoming more of like the mainstream eSport over something like like Dota or a MOBA or uh, so like a, a shooter? I personally feel like as far as eSports goes, mm-hmm. I feel like fighting games are the most viewer friendly for the Hmm. The casual, the uninitiated. Yeah, I guess that, that, that's I a good say. term. <laughs> what, a, um, what a nice way to code it. <laughs> that was good. Like, I mean, like if you don't know anything about these competitive games, I feel like fighting games is the easiest to follow. Hey, that guy just got punched, then his health bar went down. I agree. Um, but I feel like the the current infrastructure is mm-hmm. basically the biggest limitation, and it's how long is it gonna take? for people to work around that infrastructure or traditions or whatever mm-hmm. um, to get to that next part. But once they can break through that, I guess, glass ceiling, mm-hmm. I definitely think fighting games can be bigger as a spectator mm-hmm. thing than, you know, like Dota or League right. of Legends. You know? It just seems like those MOBAs are where the money's at. Yeah. And when and when you're, when you're broadcasting on ESPN, they want – you know, Dota's got a $10 million prize pool this year. That's yes. the headlines, not like Street Fighter Five. you punch people and, it's, you know, the health bar goes yeah. down. It's easy, kind of easy to follow, yeah. you know. Um, reading the tweets, sidebar, reading the tweets during, like, Evo or any when any of these things are on ESPN is probably, like, my favorite thing oh, yeah. about them showing up <laughs> on ESPN because they're like, what's this nerd shit? And I'm like, guys, we have, like, darts and bowling on ESPN2 on Sundays. Like, I feel like video games could easily fit in. <laughs> Amongst those, no disrespect to darts or bowling. We, we, we also have spelling bees. Spelling bee is hype as fuck. It is. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get hype. Drink some spelling bee stuff. Let, let's do this. I mean, one day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd be perfectly fine with doing that. <laughs> and, and then on top of everything y'all are doing here, you also hosted your own event last year, and that's coming around again yep. this year. South Louisiana Major. Slam. Yeah, slam. Is Quad City DJs playing the entire time where they are not? What are y'all doing? I don't know. <laughs> we, got, we got to get the money for that. Uh, come, <laughs> come to Slam and you'll see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look, look, uh, tell me about you Slam. Might even meet Charles Barkley. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. Maybe not this year, but... I'll, I'll money match Charles Barkley in Street Fighter. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
but yeah, tell me about Slam. What, what was it last year? Was y'all's first one? Yeah, last year was the first Slam ever. Um, we wanted to do Slam as kind of like to have like a the breakout event for Louisiana because mm-hmm. you know like almost not every state, but you know bigger states in the fighting game community have their own like you know month like not monthly but annual tournament like you know Florida yeah. has CEO. Um, Tennessee has Kumite in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Evo in Vegas. So we want to do something along the lines of Slam, something like on the South End, because you know they, Texas and Florida have their own things, but right. nobody really hears much about Louisiana. The Gulf Coast is kind of left out. The yeah, Louisiana, yeah. Mississippi. Of, in fact, a lot of Louisiana players get mistaken for like Florida or Texas players all the time, mm-hmm. like out of state. And so you know they they had like Battle of the South a few years ago. That was kind of a thing, but they kind of like fizzled out. Yeah, you know, not many people remember it. So we wanted to have Slam as kind of the new breakout event where we can build up our own major and get more people to come to Louisiana to see the scene, you know, let people know we're here, you know, show off our players more, get more exposure for the scene in general. Because unless you're like on like a big fighting game hub somewhere, not many people know that you exist. I feel like it's very similar to like the the development community down here, which I'm somewhat a part of as well, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, Texas... Florida, Chicago, they all have their big scenes, but not much down here. So it's really cool to see another another side of the gaming community, like another yeah. subgenre of the gaming community trying to be built up here in South Louisiana. Yeah. Because like there are people down here who like this stuff, who don't always want to drive to Houston or Dallas <laughs> to be able to be around other people like that, which I, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, for Slam last year, or no, I'm sorry, for Slam this year, what is on the menu for game selection. Okay, so for this year, we've upped the games by at least three or four, I want to say. Oh, there we go. Um, three. Three? Okay, so this year... six last year. This year, we have Street Fighter V, and a lot of these games are pop bonuses, and I'll just list them off as I go. Mm-hmm. Well, Street Fighter V with a $1,000 pop bonus. Ooh, okay. We have King of Fighters fourteen with a $500 pop bonus. All right. We have Super Smash Brothers for Wii U with also a $500 pop bonus. We have Super Smash Bros. Melee with a $200 pop bonus. Ultimate vs. Capcom 3 with a $200 pop bonus. That's my shit. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we have Mortal Kombat X. Currently no pop bonus, unfortunately. We had one last year for MKX. That was community given, and mm-hmm. no one in the community has really reached out to offer one up for this year. Right. And just the two is around the corner, so it makes sense. But say, we have another NetherRealm yeah, game exactly. coming out in a couple months. So um, Then we also have Blaze Blue Central Fiction, Guilty Gear, X-Red Revelator, and we have Brawlhalla. With a $250 pop bonus, which is also free to enter. And it's a double-A ranking event for the Brawlhalla circuit. Now, that's cool because that y'all are partnering with the developers for that, right? Yes, They're coming are. down. Because I, I played Brawlhalla, not this past PAX out, but last year's PAX out. Yeah. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. And, that, and that's really neat that the developers are, are coming down here to, to help sponsor that. Yeah. We also got the SNK sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah. yeah, we are part yeah, of the partner. SNK Esports okay. affiliation yeah. program. No, that's really, that's really cool. So already making a little bit of a splash down here, which is really neat. Um, would you say the bigger the pot bonus these games have, the more popular they are? If you're like ranking the fighting game meta meta right now, um, like more yes or less. and no. Okay, like it it matters to a point. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, Street Fighter is probably gonna be our biggest right, game right. next to Smash Four, which has the next largest pot bonus mm-hmm. um, as far as you know, non-community given. Right, and you know. King of Fighters is probably going to be, like, we actually have a pretty dedicated King of Fighters scene mm-hmm. here in Louisiana. Okay. Um, and they should be drawing in a good number of out-of-state, like from Texas. Um, yeah. I've even heard that someone from Mexico was planning to come, uh, which is what? shocker <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, well, I've got to have an international plan? There you Great. go. 
Um, but yeah, so sometimes, you know, that's kind of how it works. But King of Fighters generally isn't really a large game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's probably going to be one of our larger games. Okay. This year, so. And probably should have led with this. I'm a bad host. When is this? And where is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salt Sweet is on a major. 2017 is April 1st, 2017. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here in Baton Rouge at the Embassy Suites on Constitution Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Same venue as last year. Okay. What are some. Um, Sounds like an, like an interview question. What are some challenges that comes to running a major like this? Because not Ooh. only are you running <laughs> oh, the boy. tournament, running the brackets. I'm sure y'all are streaming this. You're working with hotel internet. You're working with all these unknown factors. Uh, like, how is that process going? And uh, well, how so, how how on fire is everything? <laughs> well, to give you a little um uh light. So last year we actually had less problems in the startup phase than we did this year. Last year was our first time running it. And so right. we just called around a few hotels. We saw who had what like ballrooms they could offer us and how mm-hmm. much they were running and everything like that. So last year we worked with the MC Suites and it was fairly easy. We, we called. I got in touch with their um, sales representative, which is name is Lauren Coco. Um, she was super helpful, super like, informative. She was, she was even like, yeah, I've, Known about these things because she has like a family member that like plays like board games on tabletop. Not quite okay. the same thing, but she kind of like. It helps get your foot yeah, in the yeah. door she, so they kind of like, know what you're like doing. She can like kind of understand where we were coming from. Like, yeah. So this year, um, the hotel issue, like just getting a hotel was way more difficult. Yeah. For no reason at all. It's fucking nerds like, coming in wanting to do <laughs> video shit. Like we, we called multiple hotels. Like either everything was booked because we want to do an April again. So we did an April last year. Right. But April's kind of rough since there's like a bunch of like just. Jazz Fest Music Festival going on this uh, month in April, and then we didn't want to. There's another tournament in Texas in uh, May called Texas Showdown, mm-hmm. and last year we were like the week after that tournament. The week before. The week before. Okay, we were the week oh, before okay. that tournament, so people who wanted to come from Texas didn't want to like come back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, we can't make it, so we had to watch out for like that. Not so, enough PTO. So yeah, we don't yeah. want to like cut into their attendance, and then the controversy cut into our attendance at the yeah. same time. Getting the hotel was just like frustrating. Like every hotel was either booked for the days we needed, or they were just like just not responding to us. Mm. Or like the one hotel, one hotel was like, "Yeah, we you know we're under renovations that week, so we would do it, but we, but can't. we can't." And then so we talked to the embassy again, and Lauren Coco, she is still the sales rep there, but she's on maternity leave. Oh, so you have to deal with. And them. so we had to deal with like a new representative, and then she was just not very responsive in the beginning at all. Like I would call her. And I was asking, do you have these days open? And she was like, oh, no, we don't have these days open. We have these days open. And so I called her back, and it's like, well, how about now? Because I'll check for you. And it took V going down there in person <laughs> to finally be like, hey, we want these days. Like, oh, yeah, sure. They're, they're open. They've been open the like, whole time. Like, you send Vaughn, and Vaughn gets shit. <laughs> like, they've been here the whole time. Thanks for telling me like two months after the fact. That's that that's funny. Yeah, I guess I didn't even think. I was thinking more of like the technical aspects, yeah, no. like the getting the place. <laughs> right, getting to the do place it. is actually the, like the biggest struggle. That's just step one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can I can totally uh, understand. And that. then like streaming equipment is its own like technical struggle because like we are we are streaming it as well and mm-hmm. just getting the equipment we want because we want to do a really nice production right, for this course. year because like last year was our first time we really know what we were getting into. This year we're more experienced. We've worked with more events. So we know what we want to do. No. So we have a lot of like, because um, we're doing slam, so it fit with the whole basketball model. We wanted to have like kind of set up like a basketball esque okay. theme to it. So we want to have like a analyst desk That's and cool. like a bunch of like transitions and like maybe player cards and things like that. It was a lot of technical thing we have to work with, but we don't have as much 
equipment and time time to right. get everything done so that's funny a buddy and i were talking about it and i basically said like they really need to go for like the basketball gimmick because like ceo <laughs> has the wrestling gimmick so mm-hmm. if you're calling your event slam so i'm glad that y'all are already <laughs> taking care of this and it's not only my dumb idea that comes into <laughs> oh yeah into my head it's not a dumb idea no 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 <laughs> um that's really cool what uh how was the turnout last year for the first event so last year went actually a lot better than we had initial expectations Mm -hmm. for um we ended pre-registration at a little under 100 wow and basically got that same amount on site the same day oh cool we had about we basically gave out every badge that I had printed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Save for like a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point it'd be like ran out of like spectator badges. Yeah, we ran something. out of spectator badges, so we had to give out, you know, just regular event badges <laughs> <laughs> and to replace them. But pretty much, I think I carried home maybe 15 regular badges. That's awesome. And I got like 200 something printed. So. Well, okay. That's a good problem <laughs> to have, I'd yeah. say. And so that was pretty good. Um, we actually had representation from about six or seven different states. Okay. Um, so that was also pretty good. What do you need? To, and I guess I will finish follow that up. I guess y'all are expecting hopefully some growth yeah. this year, I pulling would, some more people. I would like to see equivalent or greater. Okay. Participants yeah. this year. Because yeah, last year we were only expecting about like half the amount of people we actually got. Yeah. Which is fine, but like we were like in order to at least break even, we need at least like you know like. This many people, we got mm-hmm. like way more than we expected, which was good. Right. Yeah. And but we were, but um, we definitely want to see the, us get more this year, mm-hmm. if possible. What do you need to do? Is it just um, you know, a time for growth thing, or just trying to pull more people in? Like, what steps do you need to take to become like a final round or uh, you know, one of those bigger turns? Is it, is it really just the more people to show up, and we just got to keep doing it for a few years so people know about it, or? Um, this is like a combination of things. Like one thing that'll help is definitely sponsors. You know, right? More sponsors you get, the more money you can add to the pot. Some more draw you have for people that come out of state. Better production presentation mm-hmm. you can create. Because um, the real thing is, like when you go to an event like CEO, um, CEO is probably one of the new, or more specifically, Combo Breaker. Even they're one of the newer, large, you mm-hmm. know, pinnacle events. Right. Of the fighter game scene. And when you go to these events, you can go as a spectator or player and enjoy yourself equally because what they create is an experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just you walk in and everyone's slapping buttons. Right. And, you know, being best friends and whatnot. Like, the events themselves provide you with entertainment value through the presentation the scenery things they plan out like special exhibition matches like having the like it's really just having the budget to be able to provide the people who walk in the door to say man that was a really great experience i had when i went to slam Mm -hmm. you know like making people feel good about being there so they go and they tell their friends and then you know the next year they bring their friends and you want to give them the same experience Mm -hmm. that you gave the first guy. It's kind of like a chain. That makes sense. Because I was surprised to hear the first time when Vaughn came back from CEO and was like, yeah, they have like dance machines. They have like all these like, side <laughs> games and all this stuff. And like, you know, artists. And, and, and I'm like, I thought this was just like a fighting like a fighting game thing. I didn't know there was more community yeah. accessible yeah. 
you know, events going on. And that's, that's really neat. Do you all have anything else right now? I know this is only your second year. For the spectators, or is it still kind of so just So, uh, for this watching? year, we have added, like, a small vendor area mm -hmm. where we have some a group coming out selling some art and plushies and then, you know, some bead sprites mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, I do plan to expound upon that next year. For sure. Um, I'm also working towards the overall presentation of the event. Like you said, with the basketball aesthetic, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, me and my dad are actually looking at getting like some small basketball goals and like okay. putting them on post around the that'd be cool around the event. So when I win and pop off, I just grab a ball and yeah, dunk exactly, on my opponent. Exactly, <laughs> That is exactly the idea we had in mind. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same wavelength. Yeah, right? no. If you, if you need dumb ideas, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, that sounds really cool. Uh, Last year, I don't know why I couldn't come by. I think I had a conflict, but I really I'm gonna try to come by this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm okay, excited cool. to see what y'all are, what y'all are putting together. Um, I guess moving on to what y'all just came back from last weekend, another major final round in Atlanta. Yeah, final round twenty. Twenty. Yep. Yeah, that's a Ex lot. Twenty yes. years. Um, One of the people we took with us was not even born when final round started. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I just realized <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, so. Tell me about that. How how was that experience um, heading over to Atlanta for for that tournament? Much better than last year's. Okay, <laughs> and the year improved. In, in what way? In terms of y'all's performance? In terms of the tournament itself? In terms of all of the above? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as we said earlier, uh, for me and Jerry's at least final round was our very first like out out of state major ever, mm -hmm. and our very first final round was a very enjoyable experience. I mean. We were just, you know, we had the 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 rose colored glasses. Everything's like so neat, and oh my god, is that player there? And oh my yeah. god, is that player over there? And oh, it's pretty amazing seeing people you've only seen on videos For or sure. the internet in the flesh. Yeah, yeah. Who may be much larger or smaller than you <laughs> would have perceived. That's like the first time I went to E3 like years ago. I saw Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb mm -hmm. from oh, you know, okay. G4 and X Play. Yeah. Very small people. Very small people. That was kind of surprising to me. But anyway, I'm but yeah, sorry. So, Go ahead. Uh, so final rounds were our very first major. We had a lot of fun at the very first we went to the, which was final round 16, I believe, or uh, 17. 15 or 16. Because yeah. I was 17. I don't think I'd made 18 yet. Okay. So, yeah, final round 17. I think it was 17, 18, 19. Okay, it was about 15. Regardless, <laughs> the final round was great. So, but the last two final rounds were not as great. Okay. Um... From like our perspective, at least, because the final round before last year, so final round 18, everything was run fine, but for us specifically, because of the games we play, um, it wasn't as run as smoothly, because we run like, we mostly play like uh, Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear, more anime games, mm -hmm. uh, or we did at the time at least, now we've expanded, we play more stuff now, <laughs> but uh, at the time, anime that year was ran very poorly, which mm -hmm. they actually uh, spoke about that after the event, because a lot of people complained about it, and they're like, we're working on it for next year. So we're like, okay, cool, that's fine. We, we like final round, we'll go again next year. So then final round 19 was just terrible for everyone <laughs> involved. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It was very poorly ran um, for a, a multitude of reasons. It was the first year that Street Fighter Five was out. Okay. And it was the first year for the Capcom Pro Tour and all of that stuff. Right, and they had just like, got it out for like, yeah. basically four final rounds. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so four final round, they had made like a cap for entrance, like 10-24. Oh, right. But on the day of, more than that... 
came to pre-reg, so they ended up like taking in more people. They had a the monumental amount of pre-regs <laughs> that was completely unplanned for, and the current logistics were just not suitable gotcha. for that amount of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it got to a point to where pools weren't like fully out until like the morning of, so people didn't even uh, know if they were like in the right pools, and then people were getting DQ'd, and then there was like no space anywhere to even stand or play. Like if you were playing, you had like people like literally just like over your back, not even trying to watch your match, just, just to, trying like, to get by, just trying to get That's, by. Yeah, yeah, that could be the setups were super close to each other. Yeah, the too. setups were like, extremely like close the to each other. Chairs were just literally like back to back. It was very compact, <laughs> and then everything ran like not too smoothly. So some people didn't even have to. Things ran for so long that some people didn't even have to play their matches. They were scheduled to play at like 8 p.m. until like midnight mm-hmm. because that's how far behind everything was. Okay. And wow. so it was, just a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just not a fun experience for anybody involved. Yeah. Honestly. And I mean, not to mention from an observational point of view, they were also severely understaffed that year. Mm-hmm. That, that, that definitely were. Definitely. Yeah, there were people like asking if like people could run pools for them and things like that. So <laughs> it was definitely not from a consumer standpoint like the most well-ran event. Even if you weren't there to like play, mm-hmm. even as a spectator, it wasn't as much fun because everything was so rushed and cramped. As someone who is has hosted and will continue hosting their own majors, do you feel more sympathetic when you go to these other tournaments, or do you judge them harder? Like we can do this, why can't you? Personally, when I look at them. I kind of take, you know, I step out the bubble and I mm-hmm. look at it like, all right, if I were them, you know, I think about what made this problem become mm-hmm. a problem. And I'm like, yeah, like I understand how this, like I understand exactly how their problem they had at Final Round 19 could mm-hmm. have happened. Because we could always have that same situation with Slam because once you close pre-registration, you know, you have to say, okay, we'll probably only get this many people to come on site. Right. Um, but they got what is statistically just like if you look across events between pre-reg closing and on-site registration, a boom of the amount of people they had come in just doesn't normally happen. Right. Like, there's no way to logistically <laughs> plan like, oh, near 500 to 600 people are going to show up the weekend of. Mm-hmm. And you can't plan for that. Right, right. So like, I understand exactly how that happened. And all honestly, in all honesty, that same thing could happen to us for Slam this year. Mm-hmm. Or it could have happened last year because, like, the pre-reg numbers don't necessarily actually represent how many people actually show up since it is, like, still, like, up-and-coming events. So a lot of people don't know about us. They might hear about it, like, you know, the week before. And be like, hey, like, hey, we're going to Baton Rouge yeah, for this yeah, thing. Yeah, Do you yeah, want to come? <laughs> yeah. And then they start telling people, and the next thing you know, 300 people show up at the door, which I'd be good, but also be terrible because yeah, we it's, haven't – It's good and bad. We right. haven't planned that amount of space. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. So when you book the ballroom, you're uh, yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. expecting – I think it might people. even be worse in our case because we were only a one-day event. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what made this year – I guess this year's was just – more better run or they're well more well equipped to deal with the people or we didn't have this large onslaught of street fighter players showing up the first thing they did is they got it in the convention center sort of a hotel okay that helps venue venue is a much larger Mm -hmm. (laughs) for obvious reasons um everything was all in the same room because like last year as well games just little between different rooms okay so if you had to play a game in one room then you had to like run across and then you go back and forth so they fixed that everything was just in one giant room at the convention center then they made they allowed on-site reg again, but it was only on the day before the tournament for like uh, a specific time. So if you didn't pre-reg, you had four hours. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. on-site pre-reg on Thursday. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that way they had Thursday nights to put the brackets. They the also split and... up the Street Fighter competition so that it started on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like it basically, they ran all pools last year on Saturday. Yeah. All uh, of them. For the entire... like 1,300 plus people running Jeez. all of it in one day. <laughs> and uh, this year they split that up into Friday and Saturday. So okay. that definitely made it much more digestible. Mm-hmm. And there was more space. Not to mention... A lot of the mm, the honeymoon phase players mm-hmm. have kind of gone on. I got you. Uh, so there wasn't as much of a random spurt of suddenly 300 more people decided right. to enter the bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay. The people that entered, entered. That was pretty much. Yeah. So uh, it was definitely – definitely learned from their mistakes, and the event was much better this year. We had a lot of fun, actually. Okay. Um, and as far as, you know, performance-wise, we've had – as people may have seen, we had our very own uh, Doza de- <laughs> defeat a well-known Japanese player in the Blaze Blue Brackets. Right. And the rest is history. <laughs> he had reaction gif. It was popping up on all the gaming blogs. I even saw it. I was like, wait, I know that logo. And I know that shirt. What the hell is going on? <laughs> How did he end up doing? Because I didn't, I didn't see the results, but oh. that, that was showing that he made top eight and was a yeah. winner. Overall, he got fifth. Okay. Um, yeah. He actually ended up fighting against Doga again. Unfortunately, he <laughs> You know, he couldn't like, couldn't edge it out. He got his he got his revenge on him. So they're currently one and one. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll find out in the next bout. I got gotcha. you. How that gets resolved? Did you, did you like slide him like a, a slam business card? Like, oh, I beat you here. Come to our thing. <laughs> I feel like we should have. No. Like, hey, yo, those is code. You you can you can extend that. You can get that. You can on back April first. That. Yeah. <laughs> All the way off into Japan. <laughs> what if Dogra randomly comes to slam? That'd be crazy. Yeah, he's hunting. He's hunting. <laughs> I can never let you beat me again. <laughs> so, okay, that sounds really cool. And then uh, I know y'all went to, what's the name in Tennessee? Kumite in KIT. Okay, and y'all did some streaming there as yes. well. Yes. So I didn't know that was a thing. Tell me about that. Like you just can you just go and you just stream like matches for the tournament. Uh, I told you I went. Yeah, um, <laughs> I told you we were streaming. So what actually happened is the one of the guys running the event, his name is uh, Panda X Gaming, is his uh, stream company. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually worked with us in the past at a few events, um, here in Louisiana, because uh, he used to stream in Mississippi. Oh, in Mississippi, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the first time we worked with him was at a tournament called Red September, where he was the main uh, stream for that event, and we were the side streaming. He met us there. He saw our work. He liked us, so he kept us in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, and you talk to Jerry a lot as well. So Jerry has helped him out with a few projects here and there for his stream. And so for Kumite in Tennessee, they actually contacted us to ask us to be one of the main broadcasters okay. for the weekend. Cool. cool. Um, and we, so they, we were hired on to stream Street Fighter Five teams on Friday, as well as originally we were only supposed to stream Tekken Tag Tournament Two, Pokemon Tournament, and uh, Melee on Saturday. But they enjoyed our production so much that they actually, we weren't originally going to stream anything on Sunday, but they asked us to stream Top 16 for Smash 4 on oh, Sunday shit. as okay. well. Yeah, because that's how, apparently a lot of people, players, commentators, and like just spectators were impressed with our setup at the event. That's awesome. Is that a common thing at some tournaments to have like other groups come in to help with the streaming process? Yes. Or, okay. Um, yeah. Generally the way that works is it's kind of like a... Uh, you treat it like, uh, I guess, in the business world, like a subcontractor. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. uh, most event organizers subcontract out the production work to different companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's becoming more commonplace where there's one big general contractor for right. the production, 
who then get subcontractors afterwards. Because only I don't watch a lot of tournaments, but I always tune in for Evo, and I'm always mm-hmm. hyped for Evo, and it's always just like Evo one stream, Evo two stream. Yeah. So I don't really watch some of the smaller tournaments. So that's yeah. when I saw y'all were streaming, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Actually, the way Evo works is that they do subcontract out, but under contract, you have to use like the specific oh, Evo channel. So all okay. those Evo one, Evo two streamers are the normal FGC streamers. Yeah, that'd be people like us. Oh, okay. And so instead of just doing a level forty two moniker, you'd be Evo three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. Let's talk about the fighting game scene right now because I'm curious to get more takes. Vaughn is pretty much our resident fighting game person. Whatever Vaughn says is law around here, so I want to see if Vaughn is right that or is, wrong. That is not the case. <laughs> I am just your info guy. Um, the Street Fighter V meta right now. I'm hearing some not-so-good things, and some people don't seem very happy about it. What's up with Street Fighter V? Like, what's y'all's take on Street Fighter V? Hmm. Well, <laughs> Street Fighter V is in a delicate place right now because... The game already started off with like really bad impressions from not just the community, but like video game scene at large. Like mm-hmm. Street Fighter Five came out and there was like no like one player like arcade mode or story mode. As someone who dabbles casually in some fighting games I enjoy, I've talked about it on the show a year ago, that's Street Fighter seems like a hot mess to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street Fighter definitely did not start off because they catered more to the competitive players than the casuals, um, in that regard. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people were just upset about Street Fighter Five. And even the competitive players were also making fun of it, like, you know, how can you release an incomplete game? Because they they had to give Capcom a lot of grief. Yeah. Uh, But as the game, and like, as the game got better, there's a lot of people who still have a bad taste in their mouth from it. Mm -hmm. So even right now, they just released a new patch for season two. Right. So they're doing it in like season, kind of like Killer Instinct did, to where each, or more like, I guess you could say more like a MOBA-esque way to where they're going to update each season to add new characters in that come out. Over the course of the season, mm-hmm. um, so they just released season two, and a lot of people are not enjoying the game so far because they made a lot of big system changes that are just not innately Street Fighter. Okay. Um, so one common thing is that in Street Fighter there are these. Sure, everybody knows at least in visual appeal what a Shoryuken looks like. Yeah. From yeah. Street Fighter, so the Ryu and Ken's famous Dragon Punch. Mm-hmm. Well, in every Street Fighter game, Dragon Punches have always been invincible on wake up. So if you try to like attack your opponent as they're like getting up, you can do a short you can mm-hmm. and go through whatever they're doing. Okay. Um, but the, the trade-off is if you if your opponent knows you're gonna do that, they can block it and then it's heavily punishable, and then you can get some big combo on them mm-hmm. to punish them. Say, hey, don't do that again. Right, right, right. But they changed it in season two to where short you are no longer invincible. So mm. and they've always been invincible in every fighting game. Like Street Fighter started, hey, we have these moves <laughs> that are invincible short you and in every fighting game that. Anything that's similar has ever been in, always invincible. Mm. But so now, changing it now for like the first time, <laughs> yeah, that seems like that would, that would not be. So on top of that, a lot of people were like, well, that's kind of weird. We don't really like that. And yeah. then there's a few characters that are now super problem characters, and people are just like, these characters are too too overpowerful, like too overpowering. Like, we can't handle them. Like, okay, because when I watched when I watched Evo last year, Nash seemed to be a very popular character that kept mm-hmm. popping up, and I saw that same goddamn Ultra every time, where she started doing <laughs> Slash, and it got really old. Who is the new, like, the new overpowered, overpowered characters? Um, well, the new overpowered characters right now would be Balrog, the boxer, mm-hmm. um, Yurian, the evil businessman, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Laura, the scandally clad Brazilian wrestler. Okay, okay. Now, since they're doing with these changes, I guess, like, this is it? This is how it's going to be for the whole year? For, like, when no, the balance changes, or they're going to fix it? So, actually, next month, uh, like, I do one of the, like, I guess before I get into that, I'll go into that I do think they should be a little more clear on their 
commentary when it comes to conveying information like mm-hmm. this. But next month, we will be receiving a somewhat... It's not really minor, but it's not major balance patch. Okay. Um, along with what I would assume is the next character, because in April we are supposed to get a character. Right. So uh, they're going to be changing up a few things. Uh, they did some minor adjustments to some characters. And, uh, and some major ones to other characters. And some major ones no to reason. other ones. And you're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever had like a... like? A perfectly balanced fighting game, or has there always been certain characters that are overpowered and underpowered? I don't think that's ever yeah. going to be the case. Yeah, no, I yeah. believe in design, fighting games are intrinsically unbalanced in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Because it makes it more interesting for the viewers. Okay. If, if something is, if it creates more stories as well. If something's like innately like broken, <laughs> then it creates that everybody has this underdog story. That if you defeat mm. the broken character, then you're. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, how are y'all feeling with Injustice Two coming out? And their weird, uh, like, costume. So, oh, the gear system. Yeah, the gear system. Um, I mean, I'm personally looking forward to Injustice 2. I actually really enjoyed the first game. Mm-hmm, me too, yeah. I um, love Injustice. But as far as the gear system, uh, actually there is a competitive mode for the game. Right. And it disables the gear system. Mm-hmm. as Well, it basically becomes nothing more than aesthetics. Okay. At that point. But the gear system itself, like, is really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was watching some of the dev gameplay, and it brings about some really interesting choices. Like, you might have a character that has really strong attributes, but their health is low because of that. Well, you can equip gear, and now that mm-hmm. character has high health, and they do a lot of damage, <laughs> and they're really fast. Yeah, you know. So, I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah, that and, way it makes the game more fun. I think. For, for, the, for those not in the know, in, in Injustice 2, you can unlock gear and put it on, and it changes the stats of each fighter, which is weird because that totally throws imbalance in the game. <laughs> but like Darius said, there's the competitive mode, which kind of cancels all that out. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, random DC characters. They're going deep into the well <laughs> yeah. for this roster, yeah, yeah, and I can appreciate on. that a whole, whole lot. And then um, the last one I wanted to bring up, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh. Not not a whole lot not a whole lot known about that right now. And yeah. That's not coming until much later, 2017. They say, hopefully, quote unquote. Yeah, we'll see <laughs> if it makes 2017. Um, are y'all excited for that? I personally am, because uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is my favorite thing to watch, just because how crazy it is. And I always know maybe it's not the most fun to play. Vaughn has a great on again, off again relationship with Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, 3. who doesn't? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, except for you. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> uh, for Infinite, going back to 2v2 and focusing more on the uh, cinematic universe characters, and, and rumor has it, you know, not including the the, the mutants. Mm-hmm. Are y'all still looking forward to this one? I'm super jazzed for Marvel <laughs> Infinite. Um, if like, I guess I didn't really go into clarification on this at the beginning when we talked about 482 and its development. Mm-hmm. But if there were no Marvel three. We probably wouldn't be a thing. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, that was the game that kind of brought us all together and started this whole thing. Okay. And Marvel 3 was the jump start for sure. Okay. That's really cool. Um, like, when Marvel 3 was announced, me and Jerry is... We were still in high school we high at school. the time. <laughs> and uh, we actually didn't even go to the same high school. We just had mutual friends, mm-hmm. and we were in a academic program called Beyond. And they had a Scrabble tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I was there with a friend of mine, and he was like, yeah, this is my other friend who likes fighting games. 
And so immediately went, hey, have you heard about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that's coming up? And Boy, the rest is history. Uh, you know, yeah. like, so that game is kind of like, that series is, of course I'm playing Marvel Infinite. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course I'm excited You're for super Marvel. Excited. Plus, I'm, I'm also very excited because I like a lot of, you know, just Marvel comics mm-hmm. in general. So I'm really excited to see who they add to the roster that's new. Yeah. Very more, like, creative. Because, like, you know, I was a fan of, like, the Iron Fist ad from World War Three. I thought Iron Fist is a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Netflix series. I came out today. <laughs> so I didn't watch it when, when we're done with this. I'm going to be in my YouTube into um, that. And so, like he said, like, Marvel 3, like, just really, I was always, always a competitive person, but it wasn't until Marvel 3 that I was like, hey, all right, I want to get yeah. good at the fighting games and actually do stuff. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't until our defeat at the hands of Lee Martin that we knew. We were destined, <laughs> we were destined for more. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so cool, yeah. So Slam's coming up April first, ten thirty a.m. in the Embassy Suites. Yep, Embassy yes, Suites yep. Uh, in Baton Rouge. Yep, on Constitution Avenue. Awesome. It is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it is on April first. No fooling. It's, it's no no fooling. Today. No fool. Uh, well, I guess we'll go more into the meat of our show now uh, and talk about what games we've been playing. Uh, y'all been what have y'all been hitting up lately besides fighting games? Of course, <laughs> y'all been playing any other games besides them? That's the hard part. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about the whole list of games that aren't fighting games I want to play. Right, right. <laughs> but I guess focusing on the business and focusing on but getting I've, your reps in. I've yeah. been playing a lot of Adobe After Effects and Premiere, <laughs> if, if you want to call that a game. I mean, I, I have Kingdom Hearts 2.8, the you final do? chapter prologue. I do have it. And you didn't tell me? I mean, I haven't had a chance to touch it. <laughs> I've been so busy with Slam stuff, I haven't had a free time to play games. I'm upset, but okay. But it is in my room on top of my PlayStation 4 just sitting there. That's like all my games. I buy them, <laughs> I, I put them there, and then they usually just sit. Mm-hmm. So, no, okay, that, that, that makes sense. Y'all, y'all got a big event coming up in, yeah. what, two weeks? Oh, but I did play one two switch. Okay. <laughs> See me as sneaky dice. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 talk about some one two switch because we also played a good amount of one two switch last oh, weekend. Okay. So uh that is a polarizing game I'd say. Uh you know, switch launch title. Yeah. Um it looks kinda silly. It's fifty US dollars <laughs> and people kinda keep shitting on it. Uh, but I want, I want to hear your experience uh, with 1-2-Switch before I go into mine. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, well, I only got to touch 1-2-Switch very briefly because uh, one of our friends, well, multiple of our friends brought their Switch to Final Round. Including me. <laughs> that, see, that is a perfect thing for that to be, like, it came out just in time because PAX East was also last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you get on your plane, you get on your bus, you drive, you can put it in the room, yeah. go anywhere. Nintendo got one right, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely fun, so... One of my friends, he brought one, two, Switch with him. He also brought Snipper Clips. The Dutch game was also kind of fun. Mm-hmm. We played it briefly. Um, but we were just in the hotel room. Everybody was um, playing games. And I was like, hey, let's play some one, two, Switch. So we go through, play a few mini games. And I definitely would say that a lot of the mini games are definitely hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, some of them are, like, a lot of fun. And then some of them are just, like, why is this even here? Mm-hmm. Which I understand that a lot of them are just to show up, like, features of, like, the Joy-Con and everything. So it's basically, like, the tech demo for the Switch. Like, hey, yeah. here's everything that we can do and more. But, it's it's the Wii Sports of the Switch without being fun. Yeah. <laughs> without it being the mass appeal yeah, yeah, yeah. of Wii Sports. There's, there's not as much fun. Whereas Wii Sports, you can play like any game on Wii Sports. And yeah. Like, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. I want to switch just like, hey, let's play this game. Yeah. Uh, let's never play this game again. <laughs> Did you do the board game mode? 
board game? I don't think so. Okay, so after, it's weird. Because once you turn it on, you can only choose from like seven games. Mm -hmm. And once you play enough of those, it unlocks the other 21. There's 28 total, I think. And then there's like a a party mode where it's all the games on a board. And you kind of like spin the wheel. And then whatever you land on, you play. Oh, okay. And then if you win, you roll again. And if you lose, you pass it or whatever. So so that way you can kind of get more of a um, game, I'm using my air quote, experience with it. Um, we, I, so last week I really wanted to do a rooftop party because mm-hmm. y'all saw the switch reveal ad where Karen brought her switch over to her trendy hipster friends <laughs> on the roof. They had a rooftop party. <laughs> we wanted to go to tsunami, the, the only like rooftop place in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. and, and, and play our switches because that's dumb. Yeah. But they, they have a ridiculous policy where you have, if you don't spend like $35 a head on food with that many people we wanted to bring, they don't want to talk to you. Oh, and right. I was like, well, that's dumb. So everyone just come over to my house, we'll order pizza. <laughs> uh, so that's what we did. And, and I got to say, I'm surprised. One, two, switch might have been the best hit of that night. Granted, yeah. it was towards the, it was, you know, halfway through the evening. Some alcoholic beverages were flowing. <laughs> I was about to say, how much alcohol was involved in this? <laughs> Not as much as a normal Adam party, but still a fair amount of alcohol was consumed. And it, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, like, you know, Really enjoyed watching us playing, making a fool yeah. of ourselves, and we did like the little board game mode where you know if you win you got to stay, if you lost you to switch, yeah, and, and keep going. <laughs> and yeah, some of the mini games are really kind of lame, but some mm-hmm. like we would finish it and everyone was like, let's do that again. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's not too bad, and it's fifty dollars, which is ridiculous, and yeah, no one should pay that much for it. It should be twenty or less, or or it should have been a pack-in game. Yeah, yeah like yeah, let's be real. But it could have it, been the Wii Sports of the Switch. Exactly. But I feel like in the right circumstance, which is, you know, have a handful of friends with you. It's a night. You've been drinking a little bit. Make a drinking game out of it. It can be enjoyable. Yeah, no, definitely. I think. But, like, you know, these reviewers are shitting on it. Yeah, if I had to play this game by myself <laughs> in a week and put a review on it, yeah, I'd probably get a bad score, too. Yeah, because not, not it, really it, a game. It's not fun. But I think that in the right setting, mm-hmm. it can be an enjoyable game yeah, for no. what it's worth, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you also brought up Snipper Clips, which mm-hmm. was also a, a, a game we played last week. And uh, that game's really fun. Yeah, I, I like it, it a lot, It's actually. really cute and charming. How many players were y'all playing? We were like? just playing with two. Okay, so we were playing with four. <laughs> and that was towards the beginning of the night, so mm-hmm. not as much alcohol had been consumed, so we could still, like, try to work together. But, like, we had the whole house, like, into it, like, yeah. trying to, like throw out suggestions and and help and watch things like we'd finally get a puzzle like everyone would cheer <laughs> and like it was it was intense yeah no snipper clips is actually a lot more fun than i thought it would be yeah so in snipper clips you play as this little paper cartoon kind of character mm-hmm. who's shaped like a um i don't know it's got a rounded top and like a square yeah, bottom. bottom and you when you overlap with each other you press a button and it cuts that part of whoever out so you can make different shapes to you know, fill. I thought it was just you kind of like filling in the little outline grid. Yeah. But there's one where like a basketball would yeah. fall, so you have to like bop it into the goal. Or one where like this egg, you had to transfer this egg. Did you mm-hmm. do the egg one? I didn't do the egg one. We did the basketball one. That one was a lot harder. Than I yeah. Thought was. That basketball one took us like a good like 20 minutes. Like, yeah. all right, we got to work together, got to balance it. And then there's also like one where you have to like pop balloons. I don't think we did the balloons. Yeah, one. we did like one where you had to pop balloons, like the balloons were, like way up here. So you had to like cut out a shape. That will let you like drag the string down to the ground and then cut out another shape that lets you pop the balloon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So so the egg one, we had four of us. 
um, all your little characters are up here, mm -hmm. and whatever shape you made, they're down here, and there's eight, mm -hmm. so it's two per person. Mm -hmm. So whatever you did, the, the shapes at the bottom would match, and you had to bring this egg from point A over here on one side of the screen to point B without dropping it or breaking it. So you'd have to sniff oh. yourself and rotate to try to get it, and then that took a while. And then there's this one with these buttons where it's like this kind of like kind of maze grid with these like treadmills. Mm -hmm. So the button would keep going up and you have to get it like over to the side and you have to bring it along this maze while like standing on each other's heads and trying to stop it. That was probably the hardest one and we really actually had to use our brain muscles to, to figure <laughs> that one out. But if you like like teamwork, like the Power Rangers like to teach oh us like you're on Twitch, <laughs> um, that's a good way to help build some team chemistry yeah, and com communication skills because it got pretty tough. You know, Server Clips is actually a really fun game. Mm -hmm. And unlike Quantum Switch, it is always a hit. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, like, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. Because like I was saying, uh, One Two Switch is definitely like a few games that like, kind of stood out to me that I remember. And mm -hmm. other ones were just like, this was all right, I guess. Right. And then the last Switch game we played since we're on this, we played some Super Bomberman R uh, that night, too. We played some eight-player Bomberman. And Super Bomberman R has been getting shit on, too, since it came out. And I've been doing the single-player stuff. We played it for maybe an hour. But eight-player Bomberman, again, in a party setting, yeah. pretty damn fun. Mm -hmm. Pretty chaotic, but pretty fun. So, Sweet. you know, if you can, it's weird talking about games where, like, if you can set up this scenario, it's good, <laughs> which is not very often. But if you can put that together, yeah, I'd say all three of those games are great yeah, no, for little parties. Which you know? I feel like it's definitely, like, you know, it's always, like, one of those goals is, like, making good party games. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I'm curious to see, oh, it's not bad. It's going to be bad. Like, if they, it, I feel like they, there's a fair amount of neat things they could do with, like, a Mario Party 11. Mm -hmm. On Switch or like a WarioWare title, oh, like know. everyone wanted one two Switch to be like a WarioWare game. It seems like they were trying to go in that direction for mm -hmm. some of them and then didn't. Yeah, because like WarioWare smooth moves on the Wii, it's pretty fun. So if you can get one of those where the motion control actually works correctly, mm -hmm. like we're in business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, because I was gonna ask you if y'all had gotten Switches at all. I know Vaughn, Vaughn and I got one, but no, if, I did. However, get to touch. Uh, Breath of the Wild for a couple hours. Yeah, okay. Um, that was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a big Zelda fan, so I thought that the direct the design direction was interesting with a free open world kind of setting. Mm -hmm. um, note: I have never ever been a fan of open world games. Actually. Okay, like any of the Mass Effects or Fallout or Skyrim, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, all of that stuff. I bought all these games and right. I tried to play them, but they just really never really did a good job at holding my attention. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a very structured individual, like right. set me on the straight and narrow path mm -hmm. to complete my story right. so I may get on with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, so far, like for what I played, it was very interesting mm -hmm. and it did a good job of not giving me that feeling that I normally feel after two or three hours. Right. And, you know, I was okay with being able to run around and being distracted by something else. And, you know. That, that's the big thing that I think that game does so well is it's not like an Assassin's Creed game where you climb the tower and it unlocks a map and 18, like, little blips pop up, you know? It's yeah. like you climb the tower and the map will kind of highlight a little bit, like the, the roads and the rivers. But you have to find all those blips, and you have to play cartographer, and you have to explore. And I yeah. think that makes it a little better because you feel like it's more 
your game and your journey when you compare it with what your friends are doing like hey did you see this and this and they're like no where was that you know <laughs> yeah. and i think that that that's really neat about about this experience you mm -hmm. know uh cuz i've still been playing a bit more of that uh for people who listen to us every week i'm still playing the same three games you know as last week i'm trying to rotate through with zelda horizon and near mm -hmm. uh, now that is what i want to play a friend of mine was actually, he got a second copy on accident. He was going to borrow <laughs> it. But every time we've been in the same place, he's forgotten mm, to bring the copy. Step it up, friend. <laughs> Friendo. But I'm not going to let him forget this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I am definitely mandating time out of my schedule to play Nier. Nier, Nier is really good. Like, that is a game I was, was not even on my radar mm -hmm. until I played the demo like two days before it came out. And I was like, I need this game. <laughs> it, it is really, really cool. And it's such an interesting setup. And it's like fast-paced and fun. Because like Zelda's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's just really slow and methodical. And you're exploring. And like I just want to kill things with a giant sword. <laughs> and Nier fills that role. It fills that giant sword shape holding your heart. Have <laughs> you ever wanted to live in a post post-apocalyptic world where you're fighting robots as a sexy android lady with a sword that's bigger than her? I mean, I can't say I haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Nier is. And I'm actually surprised, like, as soon as that game came out, like, that weekend for PAX, I already saw, like, so many people, like, cosplaying and changing mm -hmm. their, like, Twitter avatars to 2B, who yeah. is the, the main character. So that's really neat, considering when the first Nier came out a few years ago, I don't even know what the hell it was. I'm seeing yeah. fan it, art like all went, on the my first Twitter Nier, I feel like went super under the radar. Mm -hmm. Like people, people was like, "What? There was a Nier before this?" Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the story is like super anime, like what, what's what's going on. But it's mm -hmm. like it's really cool when you're going from like shooting section to you're running around and the camera turns like 2D and it's like top down and it's just like it's always on, you're always on your toes with this game. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Set in the year five thousand. In the year five thousand. Oh gosh. Robots take over the world. The year. world of tomorrow. <laughs> um so and then more open world games. More I played like three hours of Horizon Zero Dawn mm -hmm. the other night. And that game is dope. Like yeah, I was it, I was super interested in that game, like they first like first like announced it like show like the release trailer, and I was mm -hmm. like, This game looks amazing. I get to like play like shoot the robot dinosaurs. Like mm -hmm. what's going on? It, it's cool because like I got to a point in that game already took like a left turn that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I got to keep doing this. Like, I got to know what's going on. Like, it was my game of show at E3 last year. Mm -hmm. And it came out like right before Zelda and right before the Switch. Yeah. So I played it for like an hour or two. And then I hit up that Zelda. And then mm -hmm. I hit up that Nier. So I'm like, I need to go back to Horizon. <laughs> and like, that game's really great. If you don't like open worlds, if you like like Far Cry 3, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot like that. But you're okay. a cool chick with a bow shooting robot dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it kind of has that like open world feel where your missions come up. You'll run into uh, like side quest people who like give you something to go do, and then you also need to like kill all these machines and gather components or animals, and then you can upgrade like your your like quiver or like your medicine pouch, and mm -hmm. then you can get more hold more stuff and skill tree, you know, all that kind of jazz. So that game's cool. All these games are cool. We talked about this last week. There's so many games. <laughs> it's okay. If you want, if you want me to talk about a different game, just have me on the show after Slam, and I will talk to you about Persona Five. Okay. For as long when as Persona fucking comes out, we, you will come back on this show. Because man, when 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 that comes out, see, I like how y'all put Slam 
the weekend before exactly. Persona comes out. Yeah, totally unintentional. Because <laughs> I keep telling people when Persona comes out, like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> because I don't want to talk to you. I just want to hang out and with my masked caper people and fight demons in a TV. Yeah, whenever, whenever Persona was slated to come out for Valentine's Day, I was already prepared. So to go to my girlfriend and be like, for Valentine's Day, you can watch me play Persona. <laughs> fine. That'll be, that'll be our date. I'll be playing Persona. You can just be there, sitting there. Yeah, when they announced that, I'm like, oh, man, I hope if I have a girlfriend come Valentine's Day, it's like, nope. So I'm going to put that off till after because this is important. <laughs> uh, Vaughn, what about you? You've been playing anything uh, different recently, just more Zelda? More or Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I actually uh, beat it that very weekend that it, that it came out. Right. Cause you, okay, yeah, because you weren't here last week. And, I lost... Um, a lot of sleep. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that I was able to like play the game like in full to like the way that I would want to like actually like play it not 100% mm-hmm. before final round. So I was like in order for me to do this, I'm going to need to lose sleep. We were when we recorded that week Vaughn was like <laughs> he was like he looked dead. I think within like those two like days I only had about like 6 hours of sleep. Wow. It was it was bad. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I finished the game. I thought overall it was very, very good mm-hmm. because it definitely like needed the change to like make the game like a lot more open world, mm-hmm. like instead of just like linear, like the past few Zelda <laughs> games have been. And just having the shrines there alone like gives you like the feel that how vast the world is because there's 120 shrines. That's I, good because I really enjoy the shrines. The most so oh, yeah. far. They're, they're definitely my favorite part of the game so far because I always wanted a sort of like Zelda experience where I would have like a whole bunch of like mini puzzles instead of just like a couple of like giant puzzles. Mm-hmm. But you still have those giant dungeons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But having all those mini puzzles like always just it's like, like keeps, it keep, they keep your brain working. It's like a chamber and portal. Like you hit it, you figure it out, you feel real smart about yourself <laughs> and you continue on with what you're doing. That's, that's the exact feeling it gave me. Yeah. That you mentioned. It, it's a real portal like mm-hmm. feeling. And it's not just like solving like the main like puzzle that's in the mini dungeons because they also they also have these extra like treasure chests that you could go out of your way to get too. Yeah. So it's like We're I don't really want to leave this to dungeon think. until I get this chest. I want to know what's in it. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about Zelda is they have it, the systems and like the rules in that game are like really well thought out and polished. Mm-hmm. Where you try like I wonder if this will work. And then it does, and that and that's really cool. Like when there's a thunderstorm and the lightning will hit you and kill you in one one strike, just dequip your metal weapons and then the lightning will. Hit that you. blew my mind when I found that out. Yeah. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or if you find a camp of sleeping Bobokins and there there's a lightning storm, just take one of your swords and just throw it in there, and the lightning will strike their camp, and then they all die. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole bunch of like really cool little things in this game that's like amazing. Or my favorite one, I'm about to spoil a shrine, so whatever. Um, it uses motion control and it's like a little maze, mm-hmm. like a little ball maze, yes. you know. Uh, and you have to do it. It's kind of hard. Or you can just get really upset and flip your flip controller it. over, <laughs> and then it's just flat. The ball will fall, and you can do it. And I still couldn't do that because I was a spaz. Because there's like a little lift, and you have to like kind of flip it up. Yeah. So I somehow tilted my controller where the ball would fall right in the final lane I needed to be in. And I'm like, I don't know if that was supposed to work like that, but I just made it work like that, and I feel really, really smart. You know? Or uh, I had the, the, the Moblin. Yeah, that was called. Moblins. The, he's like the big, tall, skinny guy. I don't know if you saw him. 
I was fighting one of them, and he couldn't pick up a weapon, mm -hmm. so he picked up one of the smaller Bokoblins and threw it at me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, even, by my I didn't even know that could happen. Yeah, so there's so many, like, there's so many things there's like that where it's like, I didn't know that could be a thing, or that didn't happen to me, but that happened to you. Yeah, like, one of my coworkers really cool was actually game. telling me, because I haven't played the game. I'm like, like someone was like, well, that hasn't touched the game at all yet. <laughs> um, one of my coworkers last night was actually telling me that he was playing the game, and he died... In the exact same spot, six different ways in a row. <laughs> in the exact same spot, he was like, "I died this way because like lightning struck the water when I was trying to swim and I died. And oh, I died God. this way because I got eaten by just one thing, or I died this way because this random mini boss that hadn't showed up the first five times I died <laughs> magically spawned the sixth time and just destroyed me." <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. My only like real qualms are like climbing sucks and takes way too long. You get better gear for that. Okay, because right now it's like really slow, and I can't jump because it uses too much stamina. Mm -hmm. Like you use more stamina than you jumped than if you were just slowly climbed up the wall. Mm -hmm. And um, fighting in the fields feels pretty useless because is. your weapons break. And if you go to a camp of bokoblins, and like I don't need any more opals, <laughs> so I'm gonna lose my cool sword to get an opal. Like that's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. So I guess now. Since like that, uh, like that first few hours, like oh, I'm in a world, I need to do everything is like out of me. Mm -hmm. I should just like just run by everything until I get to the <laughs> next thing. You know, it's yeah. definitely good to kill some enemies just for their drops. So. No, I know, but it, it, to the point, it gets to the point where like I don't need any more Boko clubs. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, go! I never want to see a Boko club again. Um, well, that, you need that two attack power though. I do need that two <laughs> attack power. Um, but yeah, that means Zelda's a great game. All those games are great. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. have PS4. Pick up Horizon and Nier, those are both exclusives, and then obviously uh, Zelda. I wish there was more music in the overworld. I guess that, like, what they were trying to go for is like you're out in the wilderness. So. See, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on that because I do kind of like how it's nothing, but when something happens, you hear like the few little bars, the few mm -hmm. little notes pop up. Yeah. But I mean, I guess also I get tired of hearing like bump bum, 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 <laughs> like over and over again for hours as I'm running around. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm kind of torn. You know, just just pull your Spotify up, get your Childish Gambino going, and then you can run around the world to your heart's content. I was about to say, like maybe maybe like in the future for like another Zelda game, they'll have like a, you could pick your track for the overworld or something. That'd be cool. You have, to tra you have to travel around in your car with your friends, yeah. and then it plays with the CDN, and it plays the music from all the older yeah. Zelda games. Wait a second. <laughs> I mean, I also really want to play that. Game. Yeah. I'm still on, for Final Fantasy XV, I'm still on Chapter 3 because all these other games came out, and I kind of wanted to quit playing it until they fixed it. Mm -hmm. And that patch comes out in like two weeks. Yep. So so after Slam, you can expect <laughs> me to disappear for a bit. I still got to finish my copy of Odin Sphere. I also, I that know. was a great game. <laughs> I'm like 75% through uh, Cornelius' story. <laughs> Which is almost 40% of the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So my backlog not getting any better. Nope. If you go look at my game shelf, about a third of those games are still in in, in wrapping paper or cellophane <laughs> wrap. So I'm right there with you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I guess let's uh, let's talk about some news. There is some PlayStation Four news. Who loves the PlayStation Four? I do. I do too. I like Leo. Do you like PlayStation Now? Actually, nah, I don't it, even have it. Looks it. Pretty, it looks pretty interesting. One of my friends has been using it to play Guilty Gear. Okay. <laughs> Wait. They're using a streaming service to play a fighting game where, like, yes. 
frame perfection. Exactly. Team to beat. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, note his roommate owns the game, so he doesn't uh, okay. even have to do this. I got gotcha. you. He, he just doesn't want to bother him by asking. So, hey, let me use that disc real quick. Okay. Well, <laughs> whatever works for you. Yeah. Well, if he likes PS4 games, Sony announced that PlayStation 4 games are coming to PS Now. Quote soon. Yeah. Okay. Soon. Okay. <laughs> was that at uh, SXSW? I think so. Okay. No, I think it was the week before. Okay. Um, they let up. They announced that. Uh, I guess this is kind of in response to Microsoft's announcement a few weeks ago with their um, that like ten dollars service where you can play like a hundred games, just d- download and play them. Okay. And uh, PS Now has been kind of getting shit on for a little bit mm-hmm. because it's only been PS3 games. There's no PS4 games, mm-hmm. and I guess you know with Microsoft coming out and announcing this. Sony needs to step their game up for their 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 like streaming catalog. It's still twenty dollars a month, which yeah. is kind of expensive. Yeah. Whereas this Microsoft thing is nine ninety nine, but hopefully maybe Sony will bring their price down, and they're working that off to compete. So that could be that could be a pretty cool thing. Uh, let's see. There's gonna be a Splatoon Splatoon. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, is hosting a Splatoon two global test fire. Yeah, that they're doing the post. Um. March 24th through 26th, which is next weekend, weekend before Slam. Yeah, the weekend before Slam. Where they're going to have six different one-hour play sessions uh, for Splatoon 2. They did this for Splatoon 1 two years ago or whatever. It's kind of like their beta testing. They're calling it a a test fire. So if you want to get in on that, it's free. You can go down your Switch and download it right now. Hmm, Definitely going to have to do that then. And then whenever those times are, which I don't have pulled up and I don't feel like Googling right now because that takes too much time. Uh, but if you want to look that up, you can play those uh, those six separate hours. Yeah, so that's kind of If cool. you want the money to buy a Switch, just just come to Slam and win. There you go. <laughs> right. There you go. If you don't already have a Switch, just come to Slam. If win you win, Street if you Fighter. win Street Fighter, you can buy like three Switches. <laughs> uh, so you know, when one breaks, you already got your second. Yeah, you you can, you can afford to buy one to Switch and not feel bad about it. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um. Capcom announced uh, a nice little nostalgia trip. Did y'all see this? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Disney yeah. Afternoon Collection is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC and features six classic licensed Capcom games. From, from the, the NES days. From the NES <laughs> days. Got DuckTales 1. <laughs> Woo. DuckTales 2. DuckTales 2, <laughs> which is really rare and expensive as a cartridge. It's like $90 plus. Dollars it's one cartridge. of the last NES cartridges ever made. Exactly. Chippendale Rescue Rangers 1 and 2. Didn't even know that had a game. No, neither did I. <laughs> I knew uh, they had one. I didn't know they had a second one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Darkwing Duck yeah. and Tailspin. Oh, boy. Also, oh, we didn't know my... any of those had games <laughs> other than DuckTales. And yeah, I guess DuckTales is like the most all. popular one. I didn't know yeah. about Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing Duck is like the Mega Man version of like Disney. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, that sounds cool. I'll play that game. Uh, like the Disney that's version cool. of Mega Man. Right, right, right. Uh, so that's coming out on April 18th. So nice. PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Not too far away. Vaughn held the record, the speedrun record for a little bit for DuckTales Remastered. Not, not the world record. I was like fourth though i thought you were like number two and number one was like this weird like glitch oh thing. you're talking about the psn version oh yeah I'm, i think i'm still number one on psn version <laughs> oh yeah yeah the for remastered i wasn't talking about well you're up there for like original ducktales 
No, not for original, no. Oh, okay. I, I'm not even close. Like, I'm <laughs> off by, like, a minute, which, like, that game could be finished in, like, six minutes or whatever. That's really fast. It's a fast game. <laughs> That's really, really fast. How do you finish a game so fast? <laughs> and then, for all you Sonic fans out there, Vaughn. Yeah. You like Sonic? <laughs> Sonic cool. Sonic's all right. I saw the I new tech Sonic. demo. Yeah, so that came out. That was from South by Southwest. Uh, Sonic Project Sonic 2017 is now called Sonic Forces, mm-hmm. and features robots blowing up Earth. So yeah. now you're. It looks quite edgy. Yeah, your a- android lady can come with her giant sword and help Sonic save the world. That's a ship I'll get behind. When uh, I had a mashup. <laughs> And then, yeah, there's a, there's a clip of Sonic running really fast as robots blew up things around him. Yep. Uh, it looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah I think it looks great so like far. For well, an extremely early build, it looked a little promising. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that statement. <laughs> but as I had to post in our Gameware thread, and I'm going to hold up to y'all, always remember <laughs> the Sonic cycle. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Sonic cycle? Uh, I am not okay, familiar. Okay, so right, I'm going to read this. <laughs> Here we go. Top of the Sonic cycle. First info on new Sonic game. Lack of friends and screens. Hopes are raised. Fans begin to claim that this is Sonic's triumphant return. <laughs> Next tick. More screens and info on new Sonic game. Pictures of friends. Pictures of new friends. <laughs> Gameplay looks to be the same old. Hopes hit the ground. Next tick. Game released. Review slammed the game. Massive disappointment. Fans proclaim they will never be fooled again. <laughs> Next tick. Back on the top. First info on new Sonic game. <laughs> Lack of friends. So anytime, anytime anything Sonic is announced and shown... I have to keep that in mind. We've been burned so many times <laughs> in the past. Been. I mean, I guess we have. I wouldn't know. I didn't really. Keep, I don't really keep up with Sonic oh, okay. like that. Well, me- like the last Sonic I actually played was Sonic 06, and I was a child. Okay. And I didn't know any better. <laughs> Making out with so, blonde girls. You know. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, Sonic 06 was a great game because <laughs> I did not possess. You keep that perspective, and you'll I, be <laughs> exactly like people keep saying. Go back and play it again, and you'll change. Your mind, and I'm not gonna go back and play it again. It's like smart. When, it's like when um, like when they did Sonic Unleashed, and you know, someone with Werehog, and the day scenes looked really cool, but then at night you turned into the Werehog, and it was like a character action game. Yeah. So it was like at first, like this looks pretty good, and then the Werehog scenes came out, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> or like Sonic and the Black Knight, yeah. Sonic uh, and like the Forsaken Brain, like all that shit on the Wii. Uh, Dark Spine Sonic. Exactly. So I mean, this looks good so yes, far, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to keep that grain of salt. I mean, firmly there. You know, I have, I have hope. I know they can make a good game because Sonic Generations was a pretty good. Sonic game. Generations was great. Sonic Colors was pretty good too. Yeah. So yep. they can do it. And then, um, so that's still slated, I guess, for 2017 because mm-hmm. that was what it was called. Yeah. Uh, however, the 2D Genesis throwback Sonic Mania, which does look really cool, mm-hmm. uh, has been delayed from spring to summer 2017. I think that's fair. That's fine. You know, there's a lot of games coming out right now. There's a lot of yeah. games coming out in the future. Uh, summer, I think, is a good time for that. Yeah, um, they want to like take a little bit longer to like polish it up. That's fine. Like they, Sonic needs it at this point. So, did you see the um, the updated like Green Hill Zone? Yes, that looked it really looks cool. Really beautiful. <laughs> um, so check those clips out. It came out South by Southwest. If you like old Sonic and his hedgehogness. Uh, let's you see. like going fast? I love going fast. <laughs> and being blue? 
I guess. <laughs> Your favorite color is red, though. My favorite color is You know, watching through all these Power Rangers on Twitch, <laughs> I think I realized why my favorite color is red. Because Red Ranger always gets all the cool shit, and he's the leader. <laughs> I've been loving Power Rangers since I was like three years old. And I, like for a while, you know, you think, like, why is my favorite color this? I don't know. It's just always been my favorite color. But I think watching through these again, I now see why my favorite color is red. It's because of Power Rangers. Yeah. You're going to see Adam do all the cool stuff. <laughs> That's right. Um, we have sales data for the top ten games uh, coming out in February uh, from NPD as I try to pull this up for this and stall. For Honor was the number one best-selling game in February of 2017. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn had come out at the end of February, mm -hmm. so didn't really have sales numbers for that. Uh, so For Honor held the top spot. Um, another notable release, Neo, came in at number nine. Wow. And Neo is pretty hot for a also second. Also on my to-get list. Yeah, for sure. So if you're interested in this, Steven usually does this, but I'm going to do it today. Uh, so your top seven, uh, top ten games for February 2017 are in order. For Honor, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Grand Theft Auto V, NBA 2K17, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which is still going. Huh. Still well, going. <laughs> Madden NFL 17, Battlefield 1, Neo, and Overwatch, which does not include Battle.net sales. Mm -hmm. All right. So gotcha. the, the, the two big releases that month were for Honor and Neo. So that's really cool. Um, we have a friend who used to work in Harmonics, who makes mm -hmm. Rock Band, working uh, as the community guy, one of the community guys for, for Honor. Okay. Okay. Good to him. Shout out to Eric Pope. Uh, with Ubisoft now, um, with For Honor. And uh, that's all the news I have for this week. Did I miss anything? Uh, not to my knowledge. Pretty slow week this week. Um, ooh, what does this say? Hold on. I'm on GameSpot.com right now. Oh, the headline. The headline says, Capcom says Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is oh don't play an ad <laughs> trying to record a thing capcom right. says marvel vs capcom infinite is quote simplistic street fighter 5 quote in a good place now mm -hmm. so yeah that know. was actually something that was brought up earlier in the fighting game community this week actually okay mm -hmm. um i guess we can speak on that really quickly yeah, yeah yeah um a lot of the people in the local fgc group uh actually shared that and a lot of people were at odds with each other because then they were like, oh, no, they're going to dumb it down and it's not going to be as fun and complex as, you know, like Ultimate Wars and Capcom 3 was. Mm -hmm. There's no assist anymore. So they're like, that's going to like really mess things up. There's no assist. Not anymore. Um, no. Yeah, and um, mm -hmm. Infinite decided to go with a 2v2 system and yeah. you get a pick a gym. Mm -hmm. And the gym will give you and your character specific like tools slash power-ups throughout the match. Do they not remember Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Because that game had gyms. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Well, um... We'll see how they, it works. They were doing the gems in um, Infinite as more of a throwback to like Marvel versus uh, uh, Marvel superheroes. Like Marvel superheroes, yeah. yeah. As opposed to cross Tekken. <laughs> Are the gems the Infinity Stones? And that's yeah, why it's yeah, Marvel's yeah. Capcom. But they're the Infinity Gems. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. They call them stones. Like they call in them game, stones? they call them stones. Oh, never mind. Because in the release trailer, when Ryu activates, oh, he, goes power he goes Power uh, Stones. Yeah, right. so and it blows up. <laughs> they are the Infinity Stones. Okay. So, I can, my correction. Sure, thanks, thanks, Capcom. So, <laughs> yeah, they say they recognize Street Fighter V's like a quote difficult start, but they said it's a good place right now, and uh, 
he said uh, he being a name that I can't find said uh, fans can expect more content in the future and Capcom will support the PlayStation 4 and PC game for quote many more years. Hmm. Yeah, believe them? I, you excited? You good? I, I, mean, I definitely I mean, believe them. They're gonna, I believe yeah, it. They're going to ride the Street Fighter uh, coattails as far as they can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's uh, Capcom Europe COO Stuart Turner. But we did actually hear from a little birdie during Final Round Weekend that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is actually like a really like nice build right now. And it's actually mm-hmm. apparently a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I guess we we'll probably won't see much more of that until like an Evo. I'm assuming E3 is where we'll probably okay. see yeah. some more. Um, I would hope at least. People want think sooner but i'm not really expecting anything till e3 no i mean we're, th- we're three months away from e3 at this point i think if they're gonna hold it they're gonna do it there or or like i said evo or something um so one cool. of those yeah for sure <clears throat> uh let's see what's coming out next week um next tuesday mass effect andromeda is coming out on ps4 xbox one and pc that is not getting very good word of mouth out the <laughs> gate so i've heard um there's a lot there if you are part of the origin access program on origin on your computer screen mm-hmm. you can play it right now and like for the first x amount of hours i think maybe 10 and yeah people are saying they're not very impressed mm-hmm. and i've seen a lot of weird gifts of the like people talking to each other and it looks kind of strange <laughs> and someone shooting a gun backwards <laughs> i've also seen some walking it's yeah, nice. the walking also looks a, like, is, a little weird. Is the game just broken? <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. Like, it's weird how we didn't see this like anything about this game until like a week ago. Yeah, it's just like, hey, by the way. So I, I'm not sure. I I I like the Mass Effect trilogy to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously everyone had issues with the ending of three, but two was like good shit. Uh, I really have zero interest in this game right now. <laughs> Um, I might pick it up and play it over the summer, but too many good games coming out right now yeah. for me to have to worry about Mass Effect. In my opinion, no offense to whatever Bioware is now. So, yeah. uh, also next Thursday, Rock Band VR is coming out on the Oculus Rift. Oh, it's finally Ooh. coming out. Yeah, and I'm really VR. kind of confused on how exactly and what it is. But <laughs> how do you play Rock Band in VR? Though? Uh, you get I guess the notes are like in your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. It's just like you're on the stage. I don't look too much into it um, because I have an HTC Vive and not a Rift. Mm. So unless I do some tomfoolery, I won't be able to play this. Also, I guess you have to. Is my, is my PS4 guitar is compatible with the computer? I don't know if you need a PC. Man, I don't know. I, I need I need to do more research <laughs> um, on on Both Rock Band VR because I haven't really, like I said, bought a lot of it because uh, whatever. So that's all your new releases for next week let's take a step back to the past with retro rewind 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 thank you vaughn on the (laughs) self-made reverb because i'm too lazy to figure out how to do that on here i've got two games for retro this is where this is a segment where we look at games that came out this week in the past and Uh, recollect on them maybe okay um, and I wish Steven was here for this first one because he would have more to say than me because I never played it. But this week, 25 years ago, Toe Jam and Earl came out in America in 1992. The game is ridiculously is, hard. Is, is it? The yeah. Gym? No, the Earthworm Jim is, is, is different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is Toe Jam and Earl, which I never played any of those yeah, because I. when um, I was a small child 25 years ago, I was two. And I had a Genesis, but it was just like Sonic and sports games, because that's mm-hmm. what my dad liked. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I really got to play. 
Uh, did anybody actually play uh, Toe Jam and Earl here? I played it for like 10 minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never touched it. They, they announced that they're, um, that I think they're remaking it or making it HD and bringing it back. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so good on that. Something maybe more of us have played um, this week, seven years ago, in 2010. Uh, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver was released on the Nintendo DS. Okay. And I think I can confidently say that's probably my favorite pair of games. It's definitely one of the best ever. That was like the pair of games that got me back into Pokemon. <laughs> For sure. Because, I mean, Gold and Silver is so cool because it's like, it's a true sequel to Red and Blue. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you get to go back to Kanto, which like blew my mind yeah, as a kid. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And this is a better version of that. With all the Pokemon in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think there was 493 at the time, something like that. Yeah, that was Gen 4. A lot of people shit on Gen 4. I had no problem with Gen 4. I love Gen 4, actually. So, <laughs> uh, And then this came around and, and really helped, I think, bolster that. So, okay. uh, This is, like, I guess, the time to release Pokemon games, because last week we, we did Retro Rewind as a Pokemon game, and two weeks ago it was like another <laughs> one. So I guess like Nintendo really likes releasing Pokemon games in March, awesome. even though the past few have been in, the end of the, in November, at the end of the year. Yeah. So, that's uh. Silver and gold, good games. Good yeah. Games. Wait, when was uh Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? That that was also a fall release. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I can check on that if y'all talk amongst yourselves. But yeah, because so I remember as a kid, as I played, like I didn't, I don't really play much of Hard Gold and Soul Silver, but playing like the original Gold and Silver, mm-hmm. I like played them like almost immediately after beating like Blue and Yellow. And yeah. So I like. Beat the Elite Force in uh, Johto, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! I can I can like just swim, and I'm in a castle." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like it was, it was crazy. I like visited all the cities. Like it's like try to go to like freaking um Sabrina's gym, and like the town's cut off. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really cool how like Koga became an Elite Four member, so like his yeah. daughter took over the gym, mm-hmm. and then like Blue took over Giovanni. Like that, I thought that was all cool. Yeah. Like the, the actual progression you see. From the first game to the second mm-hmm. game, so however many years later. And you just find like Red hiding in the cave, just waiting to challenge you. Like, yeah. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> that's all one of, along. That's one of the cool things that they changed up for Harkle Soul Silver is that, like, instead of like being in the cave, he's like up on a mountain now. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Yeah. So it's like, it has that, it has that better, like, effect of like that final battle. <laughs> been you training know? In the mountain. I had a slightly alternate path because <laughs> my very first Pokemon game ever was actually Leaf Green. Oh, oh and wow. And then I happened to get Crystal. After mm. that, mm. and I played Crystal after Leaf Green, and I was like, "Well, I get to go back to the first place." Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Gold and Silver had the best rival because he's a fucking dick, and you want to kick his ass always. Like he was like almost like pure evil, and now it's just like, "Well, I'm just traveling, my friends." And they have like they pick the worst Pokemon ever, and I just kick their ass. So like, well, that's okay because we're still but like no fuck that. Like I want to destroy. You. Like Blue is an asshole. And Silver was just, like, a piece of shit. Person. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Red-haired douchebag. Right <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, like, Giovanni's grandson. Is that right? Giovanni's son. Son, okay. So, that, that was real he cool. He was born to be evil. Exactly. <laughs> I want another Pokemon game with Team Rocket. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Al- Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, November 21st, 2014. Okay. So, gotcha. they've been coming out in November for, for a good while now. All right, then. I guess more towards the end of the year. Get those holiday sales up. Exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, that's pretty much anything of note that came out here in North America um, in the past, at least that we can really speak on. Everything else is like Japan. Yeah, exactly. So we don't do that here because we live in Merck. <laughs> um, if you want to email the show, you can. GameWareExpress at gmail. 
com is that email address. And then let's wrap the show up with special stages. Do I have any rumors? No rumors. rumors. No, no. Watch that hard R one. Uh, no, no, no. Rumor has it. All right. This week, nothing right. really going on. No E3 hype train, really. I'm kind of sad. I know. That's okay. I know. Though. That's less bumper music for me to put in. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so special stages is at the end of the show where we kind of just like throw out a random topic. You know, whatever you want to talk about. If you want to him something out, share something cool you've been doing. It usually just turns into like the gameware movie minute. <laughs> and that's what's going to be this year for me. I'll start. Uh, or I mean this week for me because I have a double feature because I went and saw two movies this week. Oh, two movies. Two movies. Uh, so I went and saw Get Out. Yeah. earlier this week have y'all seen that i've seen it okay well i'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything don't look anything up before you go into it <laughs> i will say this is one of the like best most smartly written horror movies i've seen like period Ever. yeah like at first I, I i got out of it and i was like you know that was good but like when it follows came out a couple of years ago, like that was really good i really like that yeah. and then the more we talked about get out and like i read reddit threads i was like holy shit i didn't even think about this this and this mm-hmm. but that's like it, it, it's it's fantastic like don't read if you want to go see it, if you like horror it's not really that scary it's mm-hmm. kind of more like a thriller i'd say um but it's it's really good don't yeah. look up anything about it before you go see it you know, i haven't i haven't i like i saw like their shows and everything and i was interested i'm not really like a big horror movie fan in mm-hmm. general but Same. i am interested in seeing because i've heard a lot of good like i said this is it. this is not traditional horror yeah like, it seems like, like more like thrillers and- yeah like it follows just like good like throwback horror mm-hmm. and like was really like i felt uncomfortable when i came home and, and like after that movie but this was just like a really smart almost kind of thriller yeah. i'd say so if you don't like horror i'd still recommend it for sure um and then last night slash today um beauty and the beast came mm, out yeah. the live action remake uh so i went and saw that last night and that was uh that was really good um this is the first I guess, like, live-action remake I'd seen that Disney's put on because they keep kind of doing that, and everyone's like, oh, Disney's just trying to make more money. And it's like, well, if you think that, just don't go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, but I thought it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the, the music was on point. They made up some new songs, oh, okay. which I was kind of weird about, but my sister told me it was, like, the original composer who did, the, like, the, the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so at least kind of had that feel going. Okay. And, and it was really it was really cool. Like the like the be our guest sequence was awesome. Like yeah. seeing that. I really like, want to see the movie just to see that sequence. It, it was really good. <laughs> um, and I you know I don't have a problem with Disney going and remaking all of these mm-hmm. because if you make your argument is the people who are like upset about that or whatever mm-hmm. it's like well why make books into movies? Why turn manga into anime? Why make this into that? It's just a you can see in a different lens and see how it's filmed and mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And B. I didn't even think about this till last night because there was like a little girl and her mom sitting next to us in the theater. Mm-hmm. And like I was, I don't know, really young when Beauty and the Beast originally came out and I grew up with that with mm-hmm. all those Disney movies. And all of these are just like that for these this new generation of yeah. small children. And that's like, that's that's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just because we're a bunch of cynical 20-something-year-olds <laughs> doesn't mean everyone's like that. So when they when they go see this, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's their first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm more excited now for Lion King remake. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh man, Lion King was really good. Why are you going to do that? Uh, but if they put the same kind of thing they did with Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King, I'm down. Also, that's Donald Glover and James Earl Jones, so I'm down. Yeah. So, 
ready for I mean, this. I'm generally pretty uh, pretty stoked when I see uh, watching like comparisons between things. And yeah. Like I'm a real nerd about that. Like I'll watch. Oh yeah. I like watch an anime in Japanese, and I see just like a dub. I was like, well, how do they do it differently in English? And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast like the cartoon in forever. But like watching mm-hmm. it live action, it's like, oh yeah, I remember all. This is like exactly as I remember <laughs> it. You know. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah, Disney always like it's, it, they've been doing really well with their like live action remakes. Oh no, for sure. Like I heard Jungle Book was good, Jungle even Book though I didn't really good. like Jungle Book cartoons as a kid, but I hear the movie is really good. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, at least all the kids now they'll know Emma Watson as Belle instead yeah, that's, of Hermione. That, that's what my sister was saying. Like this new generation of kids is gonna, like you said, know her as Belle and not as from Harry Potter. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll enjoy that. Cause I'm sure none of them like just being typecast and. Like all the Harry Potter kids, that's what you will be forever now. Um, so that's mine. Who wants to Who wants to go next? Anything you want to talk about? Anything I want to share? I guess I'll go next. Okay. Uh, the Power Rangers marathon on Twitch is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite good. I think so. I I started watching Power Rangers again on, on Netflix five six years ago. I'm on season ten mm-hmm. now. Um, but I think it, it, this is getting, I think, people hyped up for the movie, and it's and it's fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with the chat. With the Twitch chat. Twitch <laughs> chat makes everything fun. Yeah, like them spamming, like, every time the putties would come up, or when they switch rangers, like them being upset, like, you know, where's Jason? Where's Kimberly? Shut the fuck up, Billy. Yeah. Anytime Billy would say something unnecessarily complex and, like, appear smart. Oh, um, but yeah, that it's, it's great rewatching like a lot of those episodes that like I watched when I was like seven years old. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, like Power Rangers was my shit from ages like three to ten until like I started playing basketball and became like cool kid Adam. That's kind of being made fun of for like Power Rangers. So I'm like really hyped for this movie next week. Yeah, and, and it's fun. Like, we will be chatting about watching the episode, and I like know like way too many trivia facts and way too many things about Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. I'll just like drop all my knowledge and. I'm go by, sit in my corner now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, super excited for that movie next week. It's, yeah, I think it's gonna be yeah. good. I'm also excited for that movie next week. I hope it's gonna be good. I hope it's gonna be good. I'm gonna cry like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch for those morphing scenes, man. I know. Hopefully, there's more than one. Hopefully, they morph in the right order, <laughs> unlike in the '95 <laughs> movie. There's an order. Of yeah. course. Mastodon, pterodactyl, triceratops, <laughs> saber-toothed tiger, tyrannosaurus. I didn't know that they had a priority system. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how they do it every, every time. single time. Every time. I never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, favorite, my favorite thing about the morphing scene in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is that after they all transform, they all do like like a cool like flip yeah. over the camera. <laughs> but if you actually pay attention to it, they all flip in different directions. But like They line up at the end of the flip sequence. Mm-hmm. Even they all that's flip. always how it is. That's <laughs> like always one how flips it is. forward, one flips backwards, one flips like that way and that way. And then mm-hmm. they line up and it's all there automatically. Like, they just flipped and landed there, but they didn't. All right. <laughs> but so, as a kid, I was awesome. I was like, yo, that was my favorite scene in the movie. Like, you know, that scene, and they're going to become like Ninja Rangers? Mm-hmm. Didn't you get Tommy to sign yours? I didn't, actually. I uh, wanted to. Oh, I remember right. you brought it. No, I didn't bring it. Okay, so so quick, quick. This is, I guess, be my special yeah, story. Yeah, Yeah. So a few years ago, um, as everyone knows, Jason David Frank went to MechaCon in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. My no first one Mecha fucking Con. told me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on VHS tape, like the tape. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to get Tommy to sign mm-hmm. my tape. It'll be amazing, right? So, like, two weeks before the uh, the convention, I'm, like, running around looking for my tape, and I can't find it anywhere. Like, what happened to it? And it turns out that my aunt went to our house and, like, just took a bunch of old VHS tapes and just got rid of them. She was, oh. like, they're, she was like, they're just sitting here taking up a bunch of space. No one's using them. 
I'm gonna get rid of them. And of course, my mighty my mighty Wolf Power Rangers and Power Rangers Turbo movie were all in there. My mom does that same kind of shit. I have a similar story. <laughs> Jason David Frank was at New Orleans Comic Con in January, mm-hmm. and I I had the old Green Ranger Karate Club VHS tape, <laughs> and I really wanted him to sign it, and I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. But I told him that story, and he's like, "If I'm ever back in town, if you can find it, come. I'll bring it back. I'll sign it for yeah, you." But he's actually a pretty cool, dude. Because I actually. I didn't want to wait in line to like get him to sign or anything because like all of my friends did that. And I was like, I want to meet him, but I don't want to meet him that and much. <laughs> and so yeah, so we went to go get food and we come back to the hotel and mm-hmm. he's just casually just walking to the elevator. That's- and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually like, not what he did. <laughs> if you want his actual reaction, like I was kind of in between him mm-hmm. and Tommy. If he literally just extends his arm and like kind of like a Mr. Fantastic rubber stretch sequence, touches Tommy's shoulder, knocks me out of the way simultaneously. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, and then he grabs his attention. That's funny. When I was at MechaCon, I have so many stories I can throw back at you. When I was at MechaCon last year, Bulk and Skull were there. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, yeah. And they were heading towards the elevator when I was, and I was just like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> You know, actually, I work at Stafford Mechacon, so I got to, like, hang out with Bulkin's Girl a little bit. Oh, after that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah. that, that all same year that Jason David Frank was there, he also had, like, a Q&A panel, which is my last story on Jason David Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, he had a Q&A panel. I was like, yeah, ask, you know, Jason David Frank some questions. Mm-hmm. So it went from, like, a Q&A panel to, like, a Power Rangers audition panel. Because <laughs> somebody's question was, how do I become a Power Ranger? And he was like, yeah, come on up. And you do like an audition, and I'll let you know if you would have made it back when I went to audition. Oh, and he's funny. like, let's let everybody do it. So they, everybody just got up. <laughs> and they actually recorded like all of the auditions, and like he put like the winners audition like, on his website. And everything That's like really that. cool. That's so awesome. Cool. Yeah, he was he was really chill when we met him in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, because I heard so many stories about mm-hmm. I was like a dick and like and all mm-hmm. this stuff. But no, yeah, he was really, yeah, he's really cool. cool guy. And then the next year they had the, uh, all the other cast of the original Power Rangers mm-hmm. except for Tommy because mm-hmm. apparently they no longer get along very well yeah, yeah. no they, they don't <laughs> I think it was like what Johnny like the Blue Young Ranger Bosch. and uh, Tommy didn't get along yeah. very well no no it's uh, Austin St. John the Red Ranger oh yeah that's right they still yeah, have some beef and I don't know yeah. Uh, you know, 90s beef doesn't go away. Yeah, they had, they had Austin St. John, yeah. they had Walter Jones. Yeah, they didn't get Amy Jo Johnson though, which yeah. I knew. She, I know that whole place would have blown up if she was there. Until like recently, she is like wanted nothing to do with Power Rangers. Like mm. she wanted to be as distant from it as possible, and like all this stuff. But she's finally, I guess, coming around. I don't know if it's because of the movie, mm-hmm. but um, she did some like uh Patreon, PayPal thing, not PayPal, Kickstarter thing for like mm-hmm. a movie. And it's like she hit a certain level, she'd like dress up in her like pink ranger outfit. So she did that, and then she's like doing a tour with Jason Frank for a while. That's okay. Cool. So, and then she was like interviewing the new cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really neat. So I guess she's finally starting to come back around. Oh, that's cool. Yay. <laughs> made her cool. So, yeah, that, that's the end of my Jason David Frank <laughs> story. Luckily, he likes, apparently, he just likes to come down here a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. been down here like three or four yeah. times. I mean, who already? doesn't want to go to New Orleans? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah. You have anything, anything, Jarius, to, uh, to share with the class before we get out of here? Not really. Unless I mean, I know y'all been like slamming for slam. Unless they want to hear me talk about work and stream equipment. <laughs> stream equipment all day. Have you heard about the mage well? <laughs> but I won't go down that rabbit. Are y'all are y'all an exploit? Are you an exploit guy or an OBS I, guy? I am an exploit. Yeah, no, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine streaming on like that level, like. I feel like I'm gonna like pull my hair out when we're trying to do our little extra life stream yeah. once a year, and that just involves me moving a couch and move. Well, this year we moved my desktop in there, and that was yeah. kind of pain in the ass because but... my old computer couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, but my so... new computer is good, so we won't have to worry about that. Good, good. Um, 
So, you know, that's really cool. Um, well, that's, a, that's our show. Jerry Estefan, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, where can people find 482 on the internet? Everywhere. Yeah, we have <laughs> our website. It's just level42gaming.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have facebook.com slash level42gaming. Snapchat. We only really go to Snapchat when we go to events to like mm-hmm. tell like funny stories and stuff. But if you want to follow that, we have also level42gaming. We have a Twitter. That's just LVL482. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an Instagram that's also level42gaming. Cool. We also have two YouTube channels. Two YouTube channels. Yes, we do. We have Level 42 Gaming, which is where we upload all of our tournament archives from the events we stream. And then we have Level 42 Productions, where we upload all of our, you know, like streamlined content. Okay. Yeah. So That's we have really like cool. guide videos or vlogs or podcasts. podcasts let's play. In the name of that? Oh, uh, Frame Advantage is our podcast. Oh, yes. Good name. I like that. <laughs> And if you want, like, early access to some of this content, we also have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Patreon.com slash Level42Gaming. <laughs> Who would have guessed it? At least you did the right thing and, like, everything is the same. Because, yeah. like, some of these people have, like, my Twitter name is this. And my whatever name is, like, yo, you got to be consistent on this. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's all about branding. It's all about marketing. Yes. So check out Level42 on all of that. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. I am at V the White Mage. I am personally at Master Stuff, M-A-S-T-A-S-T-E-F. And I am at Saken underscore 482. There S-A-Y-K-I-N. we go. S-A-Y-K-I-N. Cool. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash GamewareExpress. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, where I post every Friday, unless it's a super Saturday spectacular like the past two weeks. Uh, you can also listen on Google Play, Xbox Music, iTunes or whatever your preferred RSS feed is around the world. If you're going to be in the Baton Rouge area in the next two weeks, check out the South Louisiana Major Slam mm-hmm. 2017, April 1st. Doors open at 10:30. You can catch more information on that actually at either um, tinyurl.com/slam2017 or mm-hmm. smash.gg/slam2017. Awesome. Is pre-registration still open or is that it over? It is open until Monday night at midnight. We will be closing it. Okay, so you may have heard this episode before then. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, so. But to pre-register, just go to smash.gg/slam2017 and you can pre-register there. Awesome. Well, I hope to see you all there. I'm excited to check it out this year. Um, so thank you all for joining me this evening. Vaughn, glad you're back. Of course. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Um, till then, everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. One, two, one, two, three.